Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. And good evening, I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Welcome to the program. Happy to be here with you. I know that you are happy that I'm back. Because I'm happy I'm back. And uh, we have a great show in for you tonight. It started a little late. We had a little bit of technical problems, but I'm glad that we're here. At least we're here. We're on the air. And uh, and uh, I'm here to share some time with you. Uh, you could give me a call if you want to get in on the conversation. You could call in. Number to call, one 669 1292 That's one 669 1292 That's the number to call to get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show. Right here on the True Talk Radio Network. It is a pleasure and a privilege to be here and to share some time with you. And I'm happy, I'm happy that we're here. Uh, we covered the Just for Last Festival. Sheldon Eric Freed, our intrepid reporter, was at the Just for Last Festival this year. It is our, uh, I don't know, 18th, 19th year covering the festival. And we are proud. We are proud to be uh, official media at the festival. You could, um, you could hear all of Sheldon's reports. You could you could see them all, you could hear them all by going to truetalkradio.com and clicking on the Just for Last Festival uh, page. It's there in the menu. It's JFL 2023. You click on there, you'll see my one interview with um, with Judy Gold and then the, a bunch of reports that Sheldon did on the shows of the Just for Last Festival. Uh, he had a great time and I was hoping to get him onto the show but uh, that didn't really work out tonight. So uh, here we are. We're, uh, we're here, me, you, and, uh, and and the telephones. So you can feel free to call in. 1-877-669-1292 is the number to call. That's 1-877-669-1292. Now, a couple of days ago, I, uh, I came across this article that I thought was, was quite scary. And uh, it, it's scary for numerous reasons. Let me, let me share with you, first of all, what the article's about. And then, uh, then we can talk about why it's scary in, for various reasons. So... Um, the Jew, Jews in Canada continue to be the most targeted religious group for hate crimes, according to the latest release of police-reported hate crime data for 2022 by Statistics Canada last week. Despite comprising only 1% of the population, the Jewish community accounted for a staggering 67% of all religiously motivated hate crimes. This alarming trend of increasing hate crimes targeting Jews reflects a broader rise in hate across the country. The report revealed that the black and the Jewish populations were the most frequently targeted by hate crimes, representing 23 and 14 percent of all reported incidents, respectively. Both communities experienced a disproportionate increase compared to other groups based on race, ethnicity, or religion. Of particular concern is the surge in anti-Jewism. While religiously motivated hate crimes overall decreased, incidents of Jew hatred increased, making it the only religious category to experience a rise in hate crimes. In 2022, the Jewish community faced 502 reported hate crime incidents out of a total of 3,576 reported incidents. Out of those, 750 were motivated by religion. This means that on average, more than one hate incident targeted Canadian Jewish communities every day. Moreover, anti-Semitic hate crime has set alarming 52% increase since 2020. 
Responding to the report, Shimon Kofler Fogel, the president and CEO of the Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs Canada, emphasized the urgency of proactive measures to combat the rising hate. Incidents of hate based on race, ethnicity, religion, and sexual orientation have continued increasing year after year. This disturbing trend proves to the need for proactive measures to stop the rising hate targeting diverse Canadians based on their identity, he said. CJ has taken a significant step in this regard, becoming a founding member of J7, the largest community's task force against anti-Semitism, and co-creating the anti-Semitism Let's Face It, Fight It conference, scheduled to place, take place in Ottawa this fall. The conference aims to unite, empower, and educate the Jewish community, community allies, and elected officials, and ethnic and faith partners on how to take collective and individual actions against anti-Semitism. Okay, I'm just going to stop here because the rest of it is a, is a plug uh, for Federation CJA and their uh, plan on fighting anti-Jewism. Now, Jews are the largest target. They're, they're the most targeted uh, people when it comes to anti-Jewism. This uh, the Statistics Canada has proven that. In Canada, we, we are the most targeted community. And thus, it just, it just shocks me. And, and shocking is, shocked is probably not the right word, but, but I'm going to use it anyway. I'm shocked by the fact that we are not taking proactive measures. Having a conference to discuss anti-Jewism is not going to solve the issue. You're preaching to the choir. Who's going to go to the conference? Are you inviting the Ku Klux Klan to the conference? Are you inviting the Jew haters to the conference? How about those Muslims that want to kill the Jews? Are you inviting them to the conference? Who are you inviting to the conference? You're inviting other like-minded people. And so when Federation has a conference and say, we're doing something, we're going, to, uh, we're going to solve this issue, and they have a conference where they invite like-minded people to the conference, it is pointless. They'll sit around, they'll, they'll wring their hands, say, wow, this is horrible, look at the rise in anti-Jewism, and then they will hear the, uh, then they will hear the cash register bell, going ding, 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 because for every hate crime that happens in Canada, they get more money, more donations. Oh, you must do something about it. And for every useless conference that they, that they uh, organize, they hear bells. Of, of donations, people just throwing money at them. Fix the problem, fix the problem, come on, just, just fix it. And this is what really bothers me about the organizations that are paid when hate crimes happen to the Jewish people. There, there are a bunch of organizations out there that would not exist, and people making hundreds of thousands of dollars in salaries that would not exist if Jew hatred didn't exist. Now, you're never going to eradicate Jew hatred. It's been around for centuries. It's been around since the beginning of Judaism. You're not going to eradicate people who hate Jews. But what you can do is that you could, you could prepare the community to protect themselves. And the Jewish community in Montreal has not done that. They, they have neglected. I've been saying this for 30 years now. The Jewish community in Montreal has not done its share in, in helping the Jewish community face anti-Jewites. They have not done their part. They have not organized training sessions, physical training sessions, so people could learn self-defense. They have not done that. When, when, when campus, when, when university campuses were, and they still are, by the way, nothing much has changed on university campuses. We just don't hear much about it anymore. But on university campuses, when everything exploded on university campuses, we knew that Jews were physically being beaten on university campuses. Federation CJA did nothing. Nothing. Now they're waking up and saying, oh, we have to help the kids on campus. Well, why, why, why do we have to wait 25 years to help the kids on campus? Why do we have to wait? Why are we still waiting 
for the Jewish community to wake up and realize that the only way that the Jewish community, the only way the Jews living in the Jewish community could help themselves, could protect themselves, is by learning self-defense. By learning how to protect their bodies, by learning how to protect their children, and by learning how to protect their properties. That is the only way. It's only one way. That's it. It's the only way the Jewish community could protect themselves. But the money goes flying at Federation. They put on these conferences. They put on a big show. They condemn and they condemn and they condemn, but nothing ever happens. Nothing ever changes. And it's sad. And it's really sad. It's really sad that we're duped by this. It's really sad that the Jewish community falls for this time and time again. It's time to wake up and smell the roses. It's time to wake up and realize that organizations aren't there to help you. They're not there to solve the problem. In fact, they don't want to solve the problem. Now, I know I know, people at Federation are going to say to me, Howie, you're crazy. What are you saying? You're going to rile up the community. The community's going to get upset. What are you doing? They've said this to me before. I, I did a show uh, maybe 20 years ago. We were on uh, Radio Shalom at the time. And, and I said on the show, uh, with much, much, almost similar, a similar conversation to the one we're having right now, where I said that Federation is not doing their job and that throwing money at Federation is not going to solve the anti-Jewish problem and that we should be teaching our kids, we should be teaching our community how to self-defense, we should be teaching our community how to defend themselves, how to defend their property, and we should be teaching people not to be afraid and not to be afraid to stand up, not to be afraid to be Jewish, and not to be afraid to fight back when you have to fight back. There is no, there's not always a place for violence, but sometimes violence is warranted. And this is something that we have to understand and something we have to accept. Unfortunately, as Jews, we have to understand this. And we have to accept this. And sometimes we have to teach our kids and teach our community how to be violent in order to protect ourselves, in order to protect themselves. And this is something that has to be understood and something that has to be, has to be, it just has to be, happen. It just has to happen. But it hasn't happened. So I had this conversation about 20 years ago and the phone started ringing and everybody wanted to talk to me off the air. Uh, you know, when, when the community wants to talk to you off the air, you know you're in trouble, right? So, so the phone would ring and uh, I'd go to the phone and they said, I have to talk to you off the air, okay? So we go to commercial, I take them off the air, and the um, and it would be some community leader saying, Howie, how dare you say that on the radio? Are you crazy? You're going to rile up the whole community. Your community is going to be scared, and then we're going to have nothing but problems in the community. I said, why would the community be scared? All I'm saying is that if it is true that there has been a 52% rise in anti-Jewism in Montreal, if it is true that the Jews are the most targeted community in Montreal for hate crimes, then the Jewish community must be protecting themselves. We have no choice. If it's on the rise, if Jew hatred is on the rise, then the Jews must be protect, must be trained to protect themselves. We can't sit around and wait for our enemies to come and kill us again. We can't sit around and wait for our enemies to come and beat us up in the street. We have to be able to protect ourselves. We have to be able to stand there and say, never again. Never again has to mean something. Right now, never again means nothing. But never again really has to mean something. And what does it mean? It means never again are we going to sit around like... Never again are we going to sit around like sheep waiting to be slaughtered. Never again are we going to allow our, our, our enemies to attack us and kill us. Never again are we going to stand by while Jew hatred rises 52% in one year. And not say anything and not do anything and hide under a rock. Never again. 
If you want Never Again to mean something, you have to insist that our community does something. We can't sit back and just and just wait for our fate. We have to help ourselves. Now, there are two options. There's only two options on how to help yourself. Option number one is, you know, get the heck out of here. Flee the country as quick as you can. That's option number one. Option number two is stand your ground. Stand your ground, protect your home, protect your people, protect your family. That's option number two. There's only two options. We have no other choices. So, so we have to choose one of the two options. Because sitting around and getting beaten up, sitting around and being and and, and are, are allowing our buildings to get destroyed, sitting around allowing children to be to be attacked, is just not it's not an option, and we shouldn't allow it to be an option. Now, many people will say, "How are you being radical? How could you say that?" You say, "I've heard all these arguments before. We've been down this road before. We've had this conversation before." And I always say, every time we have this conversation, year after year after year after year after year after decade after decade, I always say the same thing. I hope I never have to have this conversation again. I never want to have to talk about this again. This is something I say every time I have this conversation, and every time I have this conversation, I always get disappointed. Because I always have to talk about this again. This is always something that we have to talk about, something we have to deal with. And it's because... There's a vested interest in Jew hatred being around. There is a vested interest in, in, in having some semblance of hatred by some of these organizations. And there, there is a vested interest. It's money. And uh, money, money rules the world. It really does. And money is really the driving force behind this. If there's no money involved, if people didn't rely on Jew hatred to make a living, if organizations didn't rely on Jew hatred to ensure that they survive, uh, if, if organizations didn't rely on Jew hatred to, to rally the community to throw money at them, this problem would have been solved a long time ago. This problem would not be lingering, would not exist. The organizations would say, there's no vested interest for us. They would have ignored it, or they would have just shut it down. They, they would have, they would have uh, spent their money to hire, to hire uh, more security. They would have spent their money to, uh, to, they would have spent, used their influence, excuse me, their, their political capital to push politicians. They would have pushed uh, the, the, the police. They would have pushed a lot of places. But organizations don't do that. They'll meet with them. They'll talk with them. They'll discuss security measures that they could implement in the, in the community. They'll continue to build fortresses. They'll continue to put up cameras and build fortresses and put security guards and, and metal detectors and, uh, and all this other useless garbage that's not going to solve the problem. In Tennessee last week, there was a... Um, Attempted shooting at a school in Tennessee and then another school. Two schools, two Jewish schools were shot at last week. The police killed the, um, the, the guy who shot at the schools. And they said the only reason the guy didn't succeed in killing children was because of the security measures the school put in. You see, the school didn't listen to the federations and say, oh, you know, the, mind, the, the little security measures that we put in are, are adequate. They didn't listen. And they built double doors. 
And the double doors they built, they built with, with bulletproof glass. And they said, you know what? We want to go the extra measure. We want to be extra careful. We want to protect our kids more. And they built double doors, and those double doors actually saved the school. We have to stop relying on our organizations to protect us. We have to understand that we are responsible for the protection of ourselves and our community. We alone, nobody else. We can't pass the buck on this. And I know we like to pass the buck. This is something we like doing. We like passing the buck. We like saying, okay, fine. Uh, look, you know, we, we'll throw money at these people, let them deal with it. We love doing that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't work. At the end of the day, we are still in danger. 52% in one year. We're the highest rate of hatred in Canada. It's unbelievable. When you think about it, it's really, it's really unbelievable. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing that we are the type of people, that we are the, we are the community, that we are being attacked constantly. Now, now, the article said, Statistics Canada reported that on average in Canada, Jews are being attacked once a day. Once a day is, is way too much. Once a year is way too much. Once a decade, once a century is way too much. But once a day? Right across Canada, one, one attack on the Jewish community a day? There should, be, there should be alarm bells ringing everywhere. We haven't heard anybody talking about it. We haven't heard anybody say anything about it. It's been dead quiet. Now, I know it's middle of the winter, and I understand that. And middle of the winter, I'm sorry. It's the middle of the summer, and I understand that many people are on vacation. But what a bombshell. Imagine this, this report came out, and nobody's noticed. I'm hoping, and I'm praying, that one day, Jewish community will wake up. And they'll do one of two things. Either they'll move to Israel, or they'll start protecting themselves. You know, we laughed, and, and, and we called them crazies and radicals when the Jewish Defense League formed and, and tried to protect the community. We called them radicals, and we, we drove them out of the community. Uh, I, wrote a whole, I wrote a whole article on, uh, on why the Jewish Defense League shouldn't come to Montreal. And you've got to realize that the two Jewish communities and the largest community, Jewish communities in Canada are Montreal and Toronto. And I read an article, the Jewish Defense League exists in Toronto, they don't exist in Montreal. They wanted to move into Montreal, I read an article saying, you know, talk about why they shouldn't. And I uh, had Mayor Weinstein on the show numerous times, we talked about it, and we, we discussed it. And I didn't believe at the time that violence was the solution, that, uh, that, that an armed resistance or a, uh, a violent resistance would be the solution. And I'm mad enough, and I'm, I'm brave enough to say I was wrong. And now my, my opinion has changed on the topic, and I think the JDL should exist in Canada, right across Canada. If Canadian Jews are being attacked once a day, if Canadian Jews are in constant danger, if the statistic is right, and Jews are being attacked, and Jews are being attacked ad nauseum in the country, and they're the most, the most attacked people in, in Canada, 502 reported hate crimes out of 3,576. That's 52% increase since 2020. 
of hate crimes against Jews? Whew. I think it's time that we had a, a, a violent resistance. I think we have to stand up and we have to say no. Now, now another thing that bothers me about this, and uh, I was debating whether I was going to bring it up or not, but I'm going to bring it up because it really, really bothers me, is that um, they went, the newspaper went and they asked, um, they asked Shimon Fogel, the president and CEO of the Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs, and he, he emphasized the urgency of proactive measures to combat the rising hate. Now, he should have been talking on behalf of Jews, but instead... Instead, he, he ignored the Jewish problem, which, 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 is, which is a huge problem, the attacks on Jews, which is a huge problem, which he should have been outraged about. And, and instead, he said, incidents of hate based on race, ethnicity, religion, and sexual orientation. So he brought in sexual orientation and, uh, into, the, into the mix. It wasn't even in the, wasn't even the statistic, but he brought it into the mix. Because there's, there's nothing like a, a woke, a woke uh, organization. Um, we, we we shouldn't be caring about sexual orientation. We should be caring about Jews. We should be caring about protecting the Jewish community. And by bringing in all this other noise from outside and ignoring the problem that the Jewish community is facing, we're just doing that. We're distracting people from looking at the reality of the situation. We're dumping the Jewish problems in with everybody else's problems. There are plenty of organizations, plenty of people who, who care about sexual orientation. Plenty of organizations that care about other ethnicities. The Jewish ones should care about Jews. And we always tend to, uh, to, to, to forgive them for ignoring the Jewish population and for, uh, for focusing on everyone else. Frankly, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I honestly don't care about anybody else. Call me selfish, call me... Call me a fool, call me racist, call me homophobic, call me whatever you want. I don't care about attacks on any other community. I'm part of the Jewish community. I care about my community. And I believe strongly that our organization should do that too. It's, it's great that we love to jump up and defend everybody else. But no, no. When we are being attacked and are under siege, which we are, in two years, the amount of crime against the Jewish community has risen by 52%. Now, we don't have time to worry about everybody else. We have to worry about ourselves. We have to worry about our community. Now, you may disagree with me, and that's fine. Uh, you, you have the right. Everyone has the right to agree or disagree with me. And you may disagree with me, and I have no issue with you disagreeing with me. But that's the way I feel. Now, if, you want to, if you're listening live and you want to talk, you can call in one 669 1292 We could discuss this. But in my opinion, and, and this is an opinion show, it's my opinion on the show, in my opinion, Jews have to protect themselves before they protect anybody else. So I really don't care about sexual orientation. I really don't care about other races and ethnicities. I care about the Jewish people and social Shimon Fogel. And the fact that he brings in everything else and he tries to lump it all into one basket is wrong. Anti-Jewism is anti-Jewism and this should be dealt with exclusively as anti-Jewism. And the community should demand that of our organizations. If you want to trust these organizations to deal with the problem, then they have to deal with our problem. They don't deal with everyone else's problem. 
Well, that's my two cents. If you want to reach me, you could email me, Howie at TrueTalkRadio.com. I'm Howie Subberger. It's the Howie Subberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. So glad you could join me. I will see you again uh, next show, and uh, hopefully it will be soon. But I'll see you again next show right here on the True Talk Radio Network, TrueTalkRadio.com. Download the app, the True Talk Radio Network app from your favorite app store. Till next time, I'll see you. I'm Howie Subberger. Have a great one.